Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story. My name is Chelsea. I'm here with my co-host Ryan. We have Chris Lotzball on today, and we are talking all about wisdom. Shocking. <laughs> this is in the book of Proverbs. <laughs> we're talking about wisdom. What did you guys think today? I mean, we got a whole lot of wisdom going on, right? Yep. Can't, you can't, can't ignore that. <laughs> Pretty much the entire reading today was about wisdom. Um, and it's obviously a topic that's got a lot of information on it. And I think it's, you know, one of the things that I've thought about it as uh, there's all these things here in Proverbs that give us things to ponder and think about. But if you were to, someone to ask you, how do you get wisdom? What would you guys say? How do you find wisdom? Um, I have to like, I I mean, we joked like the right answer is like, read the Bible. Right. Um, so that's helpful. (laughs) Definitely is helpful. (laughs) Um, I have to like seek out, like one of the things I like to do is actually seek out much older people, um, with a lot of life experience and like ask them questions, but also invite them to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Um, I am a slow learner a lot of times. So it pretty much requires that they tell me what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Cause I'll be like, Hey, if you don't tell me that this is wrong, I'll probably just keep doing it. <laughs> it it's humorous, but it's, it's actually so true. I mean, I know in my life, some of the ways that I feel like I've grown the most is when people were willing to speak into my life. But I think like I had to invite them. Uh, some yeah. people will just take advantage and just say, Hey, I see this, but if we really go out and seek it and invite people like hearing those different perspectives, hearing things that I don't see, I feel like that's so helpful. I mean, even today I had a conversation where I just asked some people, someone, some questions and said, hey, what do you see? And just sitting there and listening and hearing a different perspective, I felt like I saw things in a different way. And I think we have to seek, seeking after wisdom is sometimes inviting people to tell you what they see. I had this um, old brethren in Christ bishop um, who was like, Hey, if you ever want to have breakfast, like I'd love to have breakfast with you. I was like, Hey, I'd love to have breakfast with you once a month on the third. And he's like, okay, as long as you, <laughs> as long as you pay for it. <laughs> um, but, but it was literally for that. Like, like I would tell him what I was frustrated about and he would oftentimes not actually answer me and just give me tons of questions. Mm-hmm. And that is something that my wife and I both have grown to like, like a joke in our house would be like, so how would Warren handle this? Like what question would Warren ask you right now? I was like, ah, okay, I guess, I guess we'll try to do it that route. But I love how he would not actually give me answers. Like it's very frustrating in the moment. Incredibly frustrating Mm. actually. Um, But looking back is like, oh, he made me actually think about the answer he already had, which is very cool. Yeah. I think that aside from the Bible answer of where to get wisdom, I also have made it a habit, especially since I've become a parent, actually when I was married, made a habit of looking at a person that I was like, I want my life to look like that when I grow up. (laughs) Even now, like I am married, have two kids, one on the way. And there's a person in my life that I'm like, I, they're in the next, maybe two seasons ahead of me. And I'm like, I want my life. I want my kids. I want my marriage to look like this. Like I want to be involved in their life and have them speak into it. So that's how I would look for somebody um, to speak into my life and give me wisdom. The other thing that (laughs) I found with wisdom feel dumb talking about this because I'm like a dumb 29 year old. Um, Uh. (laughs) uh, um, But I found that I feel like I 
can access wisdom when I'm more inclined to listen than speak. Mm. There's a lot of times where I sit in meetings and I sit there and listen for a long time. And then it comes to me, I'm like, what I should say or what questions I should ask. Um, my husband, Dustin, was just just was talking about a quote that's been on his mind. I think it was Ben Franklin that said, um, better to be thoughtful than to open your mouth and, re- open your mouth and remove all doubt. And we, we kind of have that philosophy of social media and a lot of other things. <laughs> like, I mean, listening is kind of a lost art right now, I yeah, think. Yeah, I we, think it's, so. We've gotten a lot better at shouting than at listening. Right. And I think listening, I mean, that comes straight from Proverbs too. Just let's not be so quick to open our mouths. <laughs> but also listen to other people's perspectives, other people's stories. Um, and that might help a lot. <laughs> Sounds wise. <laughs> well, what do I know? It's a wise 29 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. The other thing I kind of saw when we were reading through this is in Proverbs eight, verse nine, um, it's wisdom talking saying my words are plain to anyone with understanding clear to those with knowledge. The thing I wrote beside that is like wisdom isn't tricky. It's not like trying to trick people. It's not like, this elusive thing. Mm. It's actually pretty plain if you think about it. Um, I thought that was interesting. I don't know why when you said that, I, was, I just remembered of how often in, throughout the history of the church, wisdom has been seen as the secretive thing that you have to find, like the secret to unlocking something. Mm. But scripture's always actually said wisdom is easily attainable. It's, mm. it's plain. It's simple. It's not this mystery that if you do some kind of magic incantation, you can finally unlock the secret to ev- all of life. But uh, it's interesting that, you know, the enemy would have people think wisdom is so difficult to obtain, but here it's pretty clear that it's actually pretty simple. The yeah. author definitely has a perspective that this is not difficult. It's just like, yeah, do this. <laughs> do it and, you know, right. ho- hopefully life uh, along the way you learn some of the lessons and gain even more wisdom. Hmm. And the other thing that we kind of talked about before we started recording is in chapter nine, verses seven and eight, it says anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you, but correct the wise and they will love you. My question to that is like, how do we know who to correct and who not to correct? Like, how do I, how can I differentiate between the mockers and the wise? (laughs) Like my, I would venture to say my kids are not wise. (laughs) How many children are? (laughs) They might even be wicked. I don't know. They don't have the Lord yet. So <laughs> what does it come? Like, how do we, how do we know? Like, when do you correct somebody? And when do you know just, hey, they're not ready for this yet? Mm. That is a very good question. I mean, you have to look for the teachable moments for sure, because we all know what it's like if you offer your wisdom and somebody isn't interested in hearing it. That doesn't go very well. So how do we realize, hey, here is a moment to share a perspective that maybe can be heard hmm. and look for those kind of opportunities. Um, I mean, I, I hope I'm someone that's willing to hear it, but uh, I think even I've had conversations with my wife sometimes where there's, you know, there's sometimes that she knows that I'm ready to hear something and other times I maybe am not quite ready. So she chooses her moments. So maybe it has something to do with that. <laughs> that's wise. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What do you think? Uh, I was just thinking, like, I've noticed, um, I would say, like, at youth group, we've made, like, a little bit of a pivot. So, our youth group is, I would say, like, wide-ranging. Like, a lot of times we talk, like, we're like, hey, some of you are really serious about your faith. Some of you don't know much about faith at all. Um, and so, with running a youth group, like, you're dealing with adult leaders. You're dealing with high school students, middle school students. Like, a, just, like, a broad range of people that believe a broad range of things. Um, and one of the pitfalls that we have fallen into at different times is, like, just getting really frustrated with kids who don't pay attention. 
or like, like, man, when it comes time for worship, like these kids are on Snapchat, these kids are like in the back talking to their friends. Um, and sometimes it gets us like really angsty, um, about like everybody should pay attention to worship, which is funny. Cause like, if you think about adults <laughs> in worship, they actually do all the same things and nobody says anything. <laughs> um, <It's true. laughs> but one of the pivots we've made recently is I think one of the best things we can do, uh, rather than looking for who to correct as leaders, like, and, and don't hear me and be freaked out that we don't correct anybody. We actually still do. But one of the best things we can do is actually be an example to follow. And that actually has more fruit. So what we've been encouraging, especially when it comes to worship is like, Hey, leaders, like just worship during worship. Um, and what's cool is that a lot of students notice that, and it actually does help the students that have questions rise to the top. So then you're investing in the students that are curious and a lot of times those kids that are on Snapchat in the back row, they do actually eventually become curious. Like it actually usually doesn't take very long. Um, so I'd say that's a pivot that we're experiencing right now that actually seems to be pretty fruitful and I'm excited about it. Hmm. So I think it's along those lines. One time I was at this conference that um, talked about how it was a, it was like a creatives conference, but what they talked about was um, you can't create culture. You have to be the culture. Mm, that's really good. Like in church. Um, so what if instead of trying to create this culture of like, I don't know, people um, finding people to mentor them or worshiping or whatever, you actually are the culture. So what if it started right here, like in this room where all three of us are finding people to influence and people that we can influence and we're worshiping and then the people that are connected with us see that and they like it just that's what creates the culture. It's being mm-hmm. what it is. Can't just wish it. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to God's whole story. This is actually like a pretty good conversation, I think, just about like wisdom and what it looks like just in real world. I hope you're encouraged by it. I hope that you're taking something from it. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with, I'm sure, some more things about how to be wise, I'm guessing. (laughs) So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Proverbs 8. Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town, on the road leading in, she cries aloud. I call to you, to all of you, I raise my voice to all people. You simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. My advice is wholesome. There is nothing devious or crooked in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding, clear to those with knowledge. Choose my instruction rather than silver, and knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine. Because of me, kings reign and rulers make just decrees. Rulers lead with my help and nobles make righteous judgments. I love all who love me. Those who search will surely find me. I have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold, even the purest gold. My wages better than sterling silver. I walk in righteousness in paths of justice. Those who love me inherit wealth. I will fill their treasuries. The Lord formed me from the beginning, before he created anything else. I was appointed in ages past, at the very first before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills I was born.
before he had made the earth and fields and the first handfuls of soil. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas, so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off earth's foundations, I was the architect of his, at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence, and how happy I was with the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. And so, my children, listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. Wisdom has built her house. She has carved its seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines, and set the table. She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good good judgment, she says, come eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Fear the Lord. Of, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. The woman named Folly is brash. She is ignorant and doesn't know it. She sits in her doorway on the heights overlooking the city. She calls out to men going by who are minding their own business. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, stolen water is refreshing. Food eaten in secret tastes the best. But little do they know that the dead are there. Her guests are in the depths of the grave. The Proverbs of Solomon A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but he refuses to satisfy the craving of the wicked. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. We have happy memories of the godly, but the name of a wicked person rots away. The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. People who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a bold reproof promotes peace. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their destruction. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. 
The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. The blessings of the Lord make a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. Lazy people irritate their employers, like vinegar to the teeth or smoke in the eyes. Fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. The hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectations of the wicked come to nothing. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to those with integrity, but it destroys the wicked. The godly will never be disturbed, but the wicked will be removed from the land. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. The lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speaks perverse words. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.